that time. I'm Matt Anthony Wayne. It's Matt Anthony Wayne's Podcast X. I'm here with Ginger Light, also known as Adam. We got the Admiral, and always with me, Will the Thrill. What's up? He's the only one that's going to say hi, I guess. 2018. <laughs> 2018. Right. First podcast. Yeah, yeah. First podcast of the year. We missed the holidays, but we had something planned. But before we get into it, everybody have a good holiday. Can't complain. Can't complain. You would if you could. Hmm. Same as every year before. All right. All right. Damn good. All right. So it's 2018. So we're going to talk about a trend that's been going on for, yeah, I wouldn't say most of the decade, but a good part of it. And it's supposed to be one of the bigger years for it. It's called cord cutting. You probably heard about it before. The Wikipedia definition is it refers to the pattern of viewers referred to as cord cutters who are canceling their subscriptions to multi-channel subscription television services available over cable, dropping paid television channels, or reducing the number of hours of subscription TV viewed in response to competition from rival media available over the Internet, such as Amazon Video, Hulu, iTunes, Netflix, Sling TV, and YouTube, among others. So before we get into it, where do you guys fall on this whole spectrum as far as cord cutting? Are you still using pay TV? Are you complete? Because I'm completely cord cut. I only watch a couple streaming services myself. I, I have two or three of these. So where do you fall, Adam? I uh, definitely still have pay TV. Okay. And I, I like it. All right. You know, um, especially sports. I think that's a big thing with streaming is, you know, they don't have, like, a sports streaming package for anybody. Okay. And, you know, I really haven't watched much football this year, I was just telling you, but, uh, you know, if I want to watch it, I just go to the channel, turn it on, it's there. You okay. know, you have to mess around. Um, same with anything. I want to watch the news, it's there. I don't have to go find, you know, whichever one, then look it up. It might be 10 hours old, who knows, I don't know. Um but yeah, but I do stream as well. You know, I, I do use Netflix and, you know, stuff like that. So, okay. So you're combination right now. Combination. Yeah. Could you see yourself completely cutting the cord at some point? Um, if I had to pay a $200 cable bill. Yeah. You I think would, about it would have been cut a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Admiral. Uh, I do not, um, use pay TV. So you're completely, you've cut the cord. As they say, a long time ago. Long time ago. What which streaming services do you use of the popular one? Uh, Amazon, Prime, Hulu, and Netflix. Okay. And the Fire Stick. Well, define the Fire Stick because I've seen them, but I've never. Just uh, just hook it up to your HDMI on your TV, and I don't know. What do you, what do you mean? Pretty much turn any TV with an HDMI port into a smart TV. Okay. Right? All right. That's basically it's loaded with apps. Yeah. And you can use the Amazon Fire portion of it, or you can stream Netflix, Hulu. Okay. Everything. Else. I myself, I'm a Chromecast guy. You know that, right? Yeah. Right. So you use your phone and just cast whatever's on your phone right to your TV. Yeah, you yeah. can do that with it, or you can do it with a smart TV too. Right. But I use um, off-air antenna too. For, for like local channels so right okay the regular rabbit ears as they say yep, yep. okay all right how about you will your um, combination i'm a combination i really only have cable because i get a decent rate on it 
Um, but here, as of lately, I've been on the route of just getting some faster internet and streaming everything. I got you. I mean, there's so many things out there, and I barely ever watch my cable as is. So... Right. That's it, it's just over. sort of like I'm. I'm. I have it, and I'm not using it. Yeah, See, I gotcha. I, I've got three teenage kids, and yeah. they've got cable in each of their rooms. They're they're not even hooked up because that's all they do is stream. You know, they they're on <laughs> the got, Netflix. You got them the cable in it's each in room, there. and they don't even mess they, with it. They don't even mess with it. I think the boxes are unplugged. You know, so they could <laughs> put their other stuff in, and yeah, they don't even mess with it. So it's trending in your house that way. Right. Okay. In fact, my oldest son, he just moved out a couple months back, and. He just got an internet connection, and that's all he does is use my Netflix account. It's <laughs> <laughs> really all you need. All right. So the statistics I looked up were up to last year, so I can't really give you a, a trend for 2018 yet because we're just starting it. But as of 2017, 22.2 million U.S. adults will have cut the cord of pay TV from cable telco providers, telco being telephone companies like AT&T, Verizon, whatnot. Uh, research firm eMarketers gives me all these stats. It's up 33% from 16.7 million in 2016, which is a big increase in just one year. Number of cord cutters will rise 5.8% to 34.4 million by 2021. And the total number of pay TV uh, subscribers will drop 10%. So that seems like a small number, but when you're thinking about the vast people that are still on pay pay tv or cable or what satellite that's quite a quite a few people and that has to do with the age of the subscribers more than anything else as they hate to say it pass away they aren't really being replaced because the generation coming up is almost totally instead of cord cutters they're cord neverers they've never used the cord they've streamed their whole life they don't really look at pay tv as something normal to them just like a phone on the wall to some kids today they wouldn't even know what that was or dial tone they ask where the touch screen is (laughs) right right so by the um the number of cord cutters will nearly equal the number of people who have never had ptv equaling 30 percent of american adults by the end of last year is what i what i read they won't have pay tv and the numbers do not include virtual internet tv services like sling tv DirecTV Now, Hulu Live TV, or YouTube TV, which offer streaming, but in a cable TV format where you get more channels, commercials, you're watching it live. So if you add the pay TV losses while providing pay TV programming, the statistics are skewed a little bit because they're not including that. So the trend is actually going in a stronger direction towards cord cutting. And this is causing several TV programmers to launch or prepping to launch direct customer streaming. In 2014, CBS launched All Access. This year, Disney, if you haven't heard about it, they bought ESPN and they're debuting over the top OTT sports packages, excluding NFL NBA games. So, but from what I understand, NFL and NBA offer their own over the top service that you can subscribe to. So, there's also. A small group, like consists of A&E Networks, Viacom, yes. Discovery Scripts Networks, Interactive, and AMC, creating a non-sports streaming bundle of cable programming that I read come in around twenty bucks, similar to all these other groups. Well, and this is the thing I'm surprised that you know these big 
pay TV providers, you know, haven't, they used to push against like a la carte, you know, mm -hmm. programming, you know, uh, I'm surprised that they don't go for that, you know, so I can pick the 15 channels I want, you know, and pay per it's, channel. It's because of what the channel outlets though, like Raycom, right? like they can't do that because Raycom owns so many channels. Right, like and NBC so owns yeah. 15 other so channels that you don't even know. They right. can't. Well, they're pushing it. Yeah, it's right. like they can't because Raycom owns, say, 25 channels. Right. They have to give you all those channels no matter what. If you pay for NBC, right. then you got to get everything else. Right. It's weird. Yep. Like, like Disney owns, what, ABC, and or ABC owns Disney, ESPN, all that stuff, yeah. you know. But, um, so... But you would think they would push a little harder or something, I know. to you know, because you can do that like on Sling TV, right? Just pick the channels you want. Yeah, you know, yeah, you pick packages. Pick, I don't know, yeah, about, like, specific channels, but I, I, like there's a small. Package, but but your channels. but your package doesn't include you know um, QVC. And, you know, no. you know. I mean, that's what a lot of people. You know, you get the base package of something, and you might as well just have you know regular uh, over the air channels because half of them are are garbage. Nobody right. wants to watch. You know. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said that, though, about um, young people not even knowing about cable. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about all my nieces and nephews. They've never they've never had cable. Like, they, you know, they range from 2-year-old to 15-year-old. Yep. Right. They never had cable. Right. They stream everything. Yep. And I'm the oldest one here, I think. And my big technological leap that I look back on was remotes. And it's come even further than that. There, you, you, you know, were the remote. Right. You know, I was, yeah. I was the one that used to have to get up and change the channel because you had to do it at the TV. And now yeah. it's come so far as not only are you able to change your television wirelessly, you're able to get your programming wirelessly. That's what cutting the cord's about. And what I heard a lot when I first started experimenting with satellite TV and, what, and cable, people were always asking, why can't I just get the channels I want, and then pay that price, pay per channel, and that's where it's going. And the big thing that these over-the-top subscribers are worried about is the decline in pay TV watching. It's a rise in streaming watching time, and this results in less time watching advertising on the pay TV, which drives their revenue. So they've got to do something because they've got to get the money, and they're not getting it from people watching advertising and they're not advertisers aren't paying for their programming so they're trying to provide the programming directly to the viewer and just get the money straight there kind of cut out the middleman and it's it's a concern for not only the advertisers but for the providers cuz they don't have advertisers they they're 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 doing a paradigm shift on how they get their revenue net neutrality exactly is how they're going to make up now that it's not neutral that's right that's how they're going to make it up and that's one thing. With all this, the, the yeah, and that's one thing I forgot to cover. Well, yeah. that and I mean, you know, as as pay TV subscribers go down, obviously, you know, internet subscribers are going to go up, and they're just going to start, right? You know, and basically, that, we haven't talked about that, and I think we'll have to at some point because I usually bring an update, and that should have been the, the first thing we talked about was at this <laughs> point, net neutrality has been repealed. There's still a court battle to come, and as of now, when you're listening to this you can still hear different things about it. So what you don't need to worry about right now is that your Internet isn't changing. But it has been repealed, and there's a fight coming for it. But net neutrality does drive this. You're right. Having a, a dumb pipe, a neutral Internet, allows you to get 
these streaming services without having to pay more for the internet that provides it. Now, the reason most people switch is the cost of best live streaming packages are about half the price of the average cable bill. So, um, Will and Will says he gets a good rate, so it allows him to do a combo. Are you noticing that you're more, Adam, more apt to watch your your cord, your satellite TV, because that's what you're paying for rather than streaming? No, like I said, I just like the fact that when I want to watch something, it's on. I don't have to go searching for it or going through it, you know. And I know it's not that difficult or whatever, but I can just hit the guide, boom, you know, go to channel, you know, you like ESPN. That platform. I, I do, I do, you know, and I, I haven't like had anything like the Amazon Prime. I guess do they kind of set it up more like a, a cable situation, no, or you got to go searching for everything? It's straight like Netflix, right? Yeah. So you know, but like the Directv now, that mimics like Directv, yeah, right. correct? Yeah, you, yeah, like, that a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm able to check you that out. You don't get the locals, so I, I no, would go for stop. something like that, yeah, you know, yeah. and you'll not have to mess with it. So for us, it's ten bucks. Ten All right. Yeah, I don't know. We, I get we it free because yeah, I get it free because my mother just subscribed to it. Or so. are you just talking about regular Directv? No, Directv now. Oh, because I mean, like regular Directv is only ten bucks oh, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, so you can't get it. You can't get the dish. Uh, well, right. True. Now, Admiral, what drove you to cut the cord? Was it necessity? You know what? I don't even remember the last time I had cable. So okay. I don't even know. It's probably he just left it years. in the dust. Yeah. Do you not watch <laughs> a lot of TV? I don't. I don't watch. Right. I don't, you know, I don't watch TV at all. So you can't remember what caused you to do it. You just woke up one day and realized. No, because I don't remember like that time in my life, like the, when I had cable. Okay. So was it know. because of circumstances, or just you've had such an no, eventful life? Just or? like he said, I don't, I don't really watch TV enough to. to you know, ninety percent of the time I got the TV on. It's just background noise. You know, right. while I'm on my phone, like right. you know, looking at porn. Probably a lot of times you come home, like you said, you just turn it on. You don't have anything in mind to watch. Right. You want to flip through this. I don't have that. So So the the one thing you have that I don't is Amazon. Uh did you get like a free subscription to it and you started using it or No, nope, I just I signed up. It's $99 a year. Okay. And I did it mostly for the uh you know, the shipping. Okay, free shipping. shipping. Yeah. Oh, so if you got Amazon Prime, you get their TV service yeah, that's as well. Just a bonus. That's just a bonus. Okay. You get everything essentially the audio books for that all, prime all their content yeah, yeah. The music. Well, that's, not, that's not bad at all yeah. 100 bucks i mean you get like all said, the free shipping day, the two day yeah, yeah. free two day yeah. that's worth its weight in gold right there yeah, i order so much stuff from amazon right so okay so that's a different nifty. aspect yeah. yeah okay so that's what brought you to amazon see that's the one thing i don't have we both share netflix and hulu do you watch you guys all watch a lot of youtube obviously do you Nope. You don't? Just what I send you? Sometimes. That's it? You don't always look at it? I, I like the YouTube. Sometimes. I watch a lot of stuff no, on I YouTube. No, I don't, I don't know. What, why, what do you do on YouTube? Um, Thanks to Adam, I'm piggybacking on his uh, YouTube Red subscription. People just post stuff or different channels. You can watch videos on there. you got like a favorite comedian or something. You know, yeah. They'll have all kinds uh, of stuff on there. they got documentaries. I mean... You know, you can get into all kinds of craziness on there. Mm. I don't get on there and watch, you know, dumb people doing dumb stuff. You right. know, like, there's, there's a lot of that, everybody too. everybody on YouTube, True, though. right. And that's a big part of net neutrality is something sure. like YouTube. It's a wide-open platform. You don't really pay to post stuff on there. So it's, you know, it's all out there. You can check stuff out or put, put stuff up there as long as you don't break their 
their copyright violations, they, you can usually get it viewed. And there's some people making a small fortune on there. So. Yeah, yeah, because they got monetized videos, mm -hmm. and they've become quite strict with that here recently. As far as things that people can put on there, if you know it's deemed offensive or you know yeah. whatever, but uh, they get demonetized pretty quickly. Okay. Because I've thought about adding that as Amazon Prime, like you and Will, you have that too, don't you, Will? Yeah. Okay. So, and you can rent movies off of that as well, or yeah, yeah. you can. You can pay right. movies, but like I said, I do it for the for the ordering. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And all else, just a bonus, like you yeah. said. That's not bad. Yeah. And there is the music as well. Yeah. Like right. they have their version of like Spotify slash Pandora. Right. Right. Yep. They've got the Prime Music, which personally I'm not impressed by. Okay. But it's, it's there. It's free. It's not yeah. free. It's free. It's included. included. Yeah, it's included. <laughs> it's part of the package. What do you think of the music on Amazon, Admiral? Uh, I don't listen to it. You don't? No. Right. Do, do they have commercials on it? On the Amazon no, no. for the music? Okay. No. See, like, he was talking about my YouTube Red subscription. You know, I pay, you know, so much a month. And yeah. it, it eliminates all the ads Plus, and all you that. can, with the YouTube Red, you can lock your screen. You can shut your screen right, down and it'll right. play the audio, right? Yeah. Which used to just be, you know, way back when I had my BlackBerry and stuff. You know, you could watch and, you know, close your screen. I don't know when they changed it, but... Yeah, it's that, and then um, you also get Google Play Music or whatever, yeah. and uh, YouTube Music, which is just like... Oh, through it, YouTube, Brad? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you get like three services for, you know... I've never even heard of YouTube, Brad. Yeah. It's, what, the it's last regular, couple of years it It's regular out. YouTube, but you're basically paying not to watch all the commercials and ads and stuff on there. You don't see an ad at all. So what's the like? What's the rate for something like that? Well, they have different plans. I have like a family plan or whatever, and I think it's like fourteen bucks. Um, but you know, like I said, he's on there. I got my mom, my son. You know, because they watch a lot of YouTube and stuff. So so do I. It's a lot. I like it. Mostly because you don't have to watch an ad every time you watch a video. Right. So it's really. And, you know, that comes down to the whole cutting the cord thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's what's a value to you, you know? Right. I mean, so. cable has lost its value to so many people because there's just so much content out there that you can get whenever you want. Right. So you know? we can't really nail down, at least in our little group here, what causes the cord cutting. To me, it was circumstances. I just couldn't afford cable, but I was able to stream. Where I was at, uh, I got rid of the satellite because that got too expensive. We eventually got internet, and we were able to watch Netflix. I added Hulu recently, and I'm able to watch YouTube. And it, it's really, it's really mobile. You can watch it on phones, tablets. Yep. I watch it on a gaming device, but um, the, the Admiral you use, what was it again? A Fire Stick. Mm -hmm. So um, my place up in the country we got a Roku up there. So. There's different things that you can use to stream. Um, we're going to get into that next on what you need to do, but we can't really define why. Most people on the articles I've read are doing it for a cost reason, and the big thing they want you to look at is, is it practical for you? What what do you want out of it? So if you want every channel available, you might as well stay with cable or satellite because what you're going to pay piecemeal is going to be the same cost. So they break television programming down into these categories prestige tv recent hit movies artsy movies arty movies i mean british tv sports reality tv classic tv classic movies news and politics and family entertainment i want to direct you to 
the failingnewyorktimes.com. It's just newyorktimes.com, but <laughs> it's been called the failing New York Times so much by our president that I just can't say it without saying it that way. They've got this article that I'm going to read out of a lot here, How to Cut the Cord on Cable, and it's really in-depth. So we're going to go through it, but if you want, I always try to direct people to use the Internet because I think it's a wireless way to get your knowledge, and it's it's a good way for, for us to educate ourselves, and I think that's the driving force be, behind me asking fake news other people to keep the net neutral because this is a good way to share info without having to use paper, use resources, and it's a good way to get it to get it into your head. So this article at the NewYorkTimes.com, that's what it's called, is how to cut the cord on cable. We're going to go through it real fast. And those are the categories they break it down into. So like Prestige TV would be Netflix, Amazon Prime, and HBO subscriptions, as well as something called Acorn. You guys ever heard of Acorn? No, sir. Nope. Okay. Right. So... Those, those are different things for that. Acorn. Right. Uh, recent hit movies would be HBO and Showtime. Artie movies, these are some things I haven't checked out that are available, would be Filmstruck, Mubi, M-U-B-I, Fandor, and Sundance Now, and some Netflix movies. I actually like had that. a free subscription to Sundance Now, uh-huh. and I would recommend it. Okay. Just a side note. That's good. Some That's cool, what I want. Some cool, like, film festival type movies that, you know, are thought provoking and have interesting uh, not, artistic style. Not just the, guns, guts, and. Yeah, and, you and know. Titties. When you, you want to. Well, you know, a lot of them have those, but the way that they present it is more. It's not Bruce Willis style. Right. It's more independent, low budget, right? Well, not necessarily even low budget. It's just they shoot the films with a. More like an art direction, right. rather yeah. rather than the art direction is we want you to shit your pants over this right. action scene. <laughs> They're not going for mass appeal. They're going for like uh, yeah, right. It's a deliberate, you know, the Sundance thing. But anyway, gotcha. that's fine. That's what I, I want. If, yeah, no, that's fine. If you guys have heard of any of these, speak up. Um, does that interest you, Admiral? Sundance TV? You can add to that. No, not the TV. Yeah. What was the other one? The fan. Uh, fan. Fandor. Fandor. I think I've seen that, but... Sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. Now, okay, here's Acorn. It falls under British TV. I believe you mean Gondor. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I know Netflix and Hulu both have BBC offerings, which is British TV and Sundance now. Um, <laughs> following under British TV would be PBS <laughs> app and something else called BritBox. So if you're also interested in sports... Uh, Major League Baseball TV, NBA League Pass, Fubo TV, which would be soccer, and PlayStation View is offering different things. That's what I watch a lot of my streaming on, and I'm seeing a lot of sports offered on there. Uh, Reality TV, something called Philo, or a lot of the regular channels we were talking about, Hulu and Netflix have different reality shows. This is one you don't hear a lot about is classic TV. You can get a lot of, I see a lot of that available on Hulu and Netflix. CBS All Access also has that. And something called Me TV that we haven't brought up yet, but. Well, that's, that's over the air, that's isn't over, it? Is it? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's well, one okay. of those ones where all the, like, 
the old folks are always curious <laughs> yeah. on how okay. they're going to get me TV. Do, do you got the me TV? <laughs> it's like, that's free. You don't? God damn it. Uh, so you need over the air for that? Yes. Apparently it's available in some streaming areas. So, um, Classic movies, I've read different articles where people struggle to get that. But it's available at Warner Archive, Amazon Prime, and possibly Filmstruck. For some classic, so like Debbie Does Dallas or something. That would be classic porn, but maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, two, news and two politics. Girls in an aardvark. <laughs> That's a classic. Oh, is that like two girls in a cup? <laughs> news and politics. Uh, Hulu with live TV, which is to me one of the pricier things I saw that I turned down. It's like forty bucks, but different versions of that. I get a lot of my news off just watching it the day after, or maybe a few hours after it's broadcast on YouTube Red. Uh, just as a side note, I kept calling YouTube Red RedTube for a while. Uh, are you familiar <laughs> I, with RedTube? That's different service no. altogether. Isn't <laughs> it? You haven't checked out RedTube yet? No. Uh, I'll let you discover that on your own. Right? I got laughed at for a while until I had it figured. It, somebody explained to me why I was using the term wrong. Um, family entertainment would be found on YouTube, PBS app, Boomerang, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and what was that one you told me you used? Toon. Hmm, I don't know. You got something called Toon TV or? Oh, you're talking about Cartoon HD. That's yeah, an app. that's an app. So that's another streaming service. Yeah. How much? What's available on that? Because I'm not seeing it listed here. Is that, it's you, kind of uh, not one of those legit. Uh, <laughs> kind of like, like a pirate type yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that one big one? Pirate Bay. And that's like an app. It's an actual app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can watch anything on it. Anything? Yeah. Really? Just about. Mike Tyson's Is it cartoon? like the Cody? Like the Cody type, like a sharing? Yeah. Like people put the file up? See, that, seems, that, shit, that shit pisses me off. That, that seems like such a hassle. I watch people, yeah, you know, dude. try to, like, oh, this I gotta find one. a stream. Yeah, I gotta you know, find, this oh. one, the, the, the difference with this one, though, is that everything is already legit on It's here. there. Okay. Like, you don't have to find anything. You just play it. I mean, okay. it's just an app. It's just got yeah. movies and tv shows or whatever um only thing with this one is like it it has early releases on it so like the movies are are in the theaters it would do early releases on that i'm struggling to find mike tyson mysteries would it be on there might let me check i don't know you can if you want i mean you're not uh if you don't think if you're going to keep contributing while you multitask as long as you won't go over your data yeah don't do that you don't have to you don't have to stream it right now stream all this so, well, I use it at home, so. Okay. So, at this point, I'm hoping the listeners, if they haven't already got into it, they're into it and they're starting to ask themselves, what do I need to cut the cord? Oh, it's pretty easy for us because we're familiar with the industry, but this is what you need. You need a speedy internet connection, and without getting into it too difficult, or making it too difficult, the best thing I can tell you, and you guys back me up, or correct me is for every person viewing you want roughly three to four meg so when you go to order your internet just remember that term i you know i've got this many people streaming each person's going to need three to four meg of internet megabytes of internet pretty safe yeah so let's say you got a a family of four you're going to want it you know between 12 and 20 yeah and that's gonna be changing with this uhd stuff you know the ultra high def streaming which i can't even tell a difference i don't know you guys can but i I just got a 4k tv and and, like i've watched the netflix 4k and i'm like what's the difference i would say you're gonna notice a difference 
if you go and buy a 4K Blu-ray, mm -hmm. I just about guarantee you if you if you put a TV side to side and played that 4K Blu-ray versus a 1080p Blu-ray on that same TV, you'd notice the clarity. Because, like, the stream is still a stream. Like, right. you know, the 4K stream, that's all good and everything, but it's not like a laser reading that Blu-ray right, right. direct off the disc. There's compression loss or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, like. Like, I, I wasn't really sold on it until I saw a customer. He streamed 4K mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. and then he popped in the 4K Blu-ray and was like, this Blu-ray stuff is crazy. Right. And I was like, that does look like a whole other level and right. it was just showing like a nature scene right? okay and just like, like you said um fancier tv need more you're going to need more internet because it's going to it's going to need a higher bandwidth is what i'm trying to get yeah. because it's it's using more info admiral yeah no are you noticing you that on so? you? well i'm asking you <laughs> you're you're the only other you, you might be the biggest cord cutter amongst the group here no? Yeah, you're not noticing Man, that's that? That's a different topic. You're talking about 4K TVs, or are you talking about... Well, it's part of it, yeah. Well, I mean, streaming. you said you've got, a, you've got a 4K TV? I do, and but I don't notice any difference. And your internet speed is average or pretty good? Uh, or? It's like 50. It's supposed to be Okay, 50. so you, yeah, you're, you're, you've got more to... Right. You've got enough to spare there. So. so that was what the next thing is. If you buy a new TV, pay attention to what the... The method it's using, if it's 1080p or what is it, 4K is the big thing now? Yeah, UHD, okay. 4K. UHD, 4K. Yeah. And make sure you're you're capable. But remember that formula. It's recommending each person be, each person streaming is going to need at least four. So a basic internet connection should follow in that, but you're going to want at least 12 to 15 just to get started, especially if you've got a really nice TV. And you brought up smart TVs as opposed to other ways. Um, those are coming out with... Now, the way the smart TV works, it's already got the streaming services loaded onto it. Most of them do. Most yeah. of them do. And a way to wirelessly connect to your router. Because most routers that you get now are wireless. Right. Spe speaking on the topic of like wireless and stuff, my one of my recommendations to anybody, if at all possible, if you're going to go streaming-based, mm -hmm. have the capability or think about hard wiring. You know, Having the like, router close to where you're streaming well so if, you can plug it directly like if you have a tv with an ethernet port mm -hmm. you're going to be better off wiring that up for your better stream if you really want all that right. you know it's just okay. like wireless is great and for uh the people my ultra age high def we got to remember there's people my age out there but they don't work in the same industry so they're not familiar with that term. An Ethernet cord is going to kind of look like a phone cord, but it's going to be twice the size. So that's a simple way to put it. Or do you guys have a better way to define it to someone older like me? Sounds what an Ethernet cord looks like if they, you know, if they can't remember what an Ethernet cord, the right word for it, yeah. what they should be looking for would be, looks like your old-fashioned plug-into-the-wall phone cord, but it's about twice the size. Yeah. So... They'd be safe asking for an internet cord okay. if they went to the right. store. Just be like, I, I need an internet cord. Uh, right. And, and I hope that representative knows what they're talking right. about. Right. And, well, you got to remember, um, there's um, the whole point of this podcast is my generation talking to your guys' generation and trying to bridge that gap. And yeah. We don't talk about it enough, but that's good. I, I just wanted to get that one in there because we're using a lot of terminology we're, we're familiar with because we're in the industry. We work with the stuff a lot. So... 
going from the smart TV, if you didn't have one, you would want what's called a set-top box, such as Google Chromecast and Fire Sticks, Roku. Those are just devices that powered electronically that have a wireless connection and connect to the television either through the old-fashioned cables, the audio-video cables, which are red, uh, white, yellow, different types of way to connect it to the TV, and they connect wirelessly. And when you start throwing a lot of terms like that out, people start to get confused. One thing I always tell people if you're older is find someone in their 20s or, you know, and they should be able to hook because they've been doing stuff wirelessly their whole life if for some reason you can't connect it yourself. But the directions that come in these you devices know, are pretty good. you get somebody arrested, man. Why? Telling old people to just find some random people. Well, within their, within their family. I mean, most people. But the directions are usually pretty good. Amazon Fire is another thing. Apple TV. Sony PS4, which I use. Um, is there something I'm leaving out? I think I brought up the Fire Stick. Yeah. Okay, so those are what... Apple TV. Like they got Android yeah. TVs now. Um, yeah. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Okay, and we've, we've got, got the Roku TV. Right, that's what the Roku I use. box. Yeah. yeah, I got that at one of my places. Um, major players, which we brought up as far as streaming services go, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Like I said, you go to this article here that I brought, and I keep calling, I want to keep saying failing New York Times, but it's NewYorkTimes.com. It breaks the prices down for you, and I don't want to be an advertiser for these guys. And it really breaks things down for you. What should I be watching it brings up different shows and before we we we're going to bring it up in the next one but was there any type of show or service that was available that drove you to cut the cord admiral or was it just one day you woke up and to cut the cord yeah or just one day you woke up and no, you realized know, like, the cord had been cut like game of thrones i mm-hmm. wanted to like get something where i could watch game of thrones without okay. paying for it okay so all right Adam, you're kind of transitioning at this point, right? I mean, you you can see it in your life. Your kids don't right. are, are cord cut, oh, yeah. but so you but you like to watch a lot of regular TV and I, I do watch yeah like regular cable TV. So in our next segment, we're going to talk about what cord cutting can lead to, and that's binge watching. But we're going to talk about a lot of different shows you can cut the cord and watch in that seg- segment. Well. What do you see yourself being a combo for a while, or like you said, you only really watch TV when you have people over, or if maybe something's happening live that you want to check out? Or it is inevitable that I will cut the cord eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have done it sooner. I should have done it sooner, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm just kind of like. I can see the cord cutting. It's going to happen. It's like an inevitable that cable TV will become obsolete. And all I can really say, because I've had a lot of people ask me, what is this, like, you know, whole cord cutting thing? Mm-hmm. And my, I guess the only thing I could leave off, like, leave somebody with my advice is, like, whatever you want to watch before you do, before you cut the cord. Research what you want to watch, mm-hmm. what you can see it on, and make sure that, you know, you have devices that you can stream it on. Because if you just go and cut the cord, mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself in uh, a situation where you may get lost trying to figure out right. what you need. Because it's like one service offers certain movies and certain shows, mm-hmm. another one offers another. So you just need to look into all of these. Mm-hmm. 
just do some research before right. cutting the cord. But See, my folks are older, and like my dad, he would he would cut it right now. He's sick of paying cable. You know, mm -hmm. the the prices it's always going up and this and that. He would cut it. My mom, on the other hand, she's kind of a luddite, you know. She yeah. she's like, uh, no, I want. You my, say luddite? Yeah, it's okay. like a person who's opposed to technology, you okay. know. Um, she she wants her, you know, TV, and all she really watches is like CBS and stuff. So right. she would be fine with, you know. But I just got them. They just got a smart TV, mm -hmm. and I gave her my Netflix. You know, so like my dad, he says, "Oh my God!" You know, right. and you know, one thing is, he's like, "Let me give you some money." Isn't that like right. fifty bucks a month? I'm like, "No, no, it's it's, <laughs> it's only fourteen bucks or whatever right. it is." You know, I'm like, "Just use it." You know, right? It's so, this, it's really cost effective. At this you know, point. some of these older people might not know. You know, these there's right. cheaper alternatives. You know, and. Well, it's a big paradigm shift for somebody in their 60s to all of a sudden upping their internet connection, and, and they might have to change a lot of their hardware, and it causes a lot of your... Well, let's talk about real quick another issue, especially for anybody, not even older generation, younger generation, your logins. Right. Your logins for this stuff, including Wi-Fi logins. So here's like the trouble I see is like, Somebody who's not tech savvy, they go and cut the cord, and then they have the issues of, oh, it's time to update your password, or uh -huh. oh, you got a new Wi-Fi password, or, you know, that instance where you have to log in, and then you have to take those extra couple minutes to mm -hmm. either remember what your password is, or create new passwords right. just right. so you can get in. And it's right. like, I feel like everybody, everybody encounters that, mm -hmm. but I think... Or if you get yours stolen, like I yeah, did. Uh, you I got, got yours stolen. My Fire Stick, yeah. Somebody Netflix, stole your Fire Stick. Yeah, they were they were changing my Netflix account. What did yeah. they do? Just grabbed your Fire Stick and stole it. I left my Fire Stick when I went. I rented a house in California uh -huh. when I went. Okay, I forgot it there. So I get back home. I didn't, you know, I don't watch TV that much. Right. So it was like a week before I even realized, like, man, where's my Fire Stick? At? All right. So you... then I I called the lady. And I was like, uh, make sure if the housekeepers see the fire stick, just have uh -huh. them throw it away. So were you on vacation or did <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I was on vacation. Okay. They threw she it away, did not right. throw it away. Oh, no. <laughs> no, she didn't throw it away. So next time I went on, like I got, uh, I, I started using my Blu-ray player. I went on uh -huh. Netflix. Everything's in Spanish. So like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like so, to hear that. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Then they, they upped me to 4K streams. Whoa. And, it was like they were charging me more. Dang. I got to ask, did you want to build the wall at that point? <laughs> those those French people are notorious thieves. <laughs> so it, I got it all fixed. Though. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's not easy to fix, but it's another cautionary thing. Like Will brings up is you got to be aware of the security, and you are making a different shift. But once just you know, get it down. Yeah, just know, be aware of what the pitfalls are before you get hit with it. Right. Just Don't, so you know how to, you know, people are like, oh, this... You know, I can't log in or whatever. Yeah. It's like there, there. You know, there's some yeah. simple steps to right. take to. But you're right. That's like one of the, the most inconvenient things with with going from from cable to to right. the streaming is you always have to log in or you always have to reset your right. password. And I, I recommend this article at NewYorkTimes.com. One more time, how to cut the cord on cable. It's it's pretty comprehensive. It tells you all the steps you need. 
uh, it doesn't cover everything we talked about, but Failing New York Times has done a good job on this subject. So it's pretty much what I got on it. Will's added a little bit. Admiral, anything else you want to throw in yeah. besides being cautioned about the security? Adam? Yeah, has that article got anything about mommy issues? Because uh, I still haven't cut that cord. Mm, no, but your mom's a nice lady. I don't know if you should cut that cord. All right, that's what I got. Let's Sounds take a break. like break time. Break time. All right. Back from break, still Mad Anthony Wayne's podcast text. We're going to take the natural transition from cord cutting and what it can lead to. The biggest thing is, besides commercial free, is binge watching. Uh, the Wikipedia definition is the practice of binge watching is watching television for a long time span. It's also called binge viewing or marathon viewing. And it's usually one single show rather than just watching a lot of TV. You watch one show. And... You can say the trend started in 2011-2012, but it also has its roots in the 90s with DVD sets and marathons on television. I would say the first experience I had with binge-watching is when TBS started showing A Christmas Story on Christmas. It's a television, it's just a, if you haven't seen it, it's a show that takes place, I think, in the 50s or 60s, maybe back further. A kid talks about wanting to get a bb gun and they just showed it over and over and that was my first experience i thought it was pretty cool but that's just one show rather than one bunch of episodes of another show and we were talking about cord cutting online streaming allows you to do that a lot simpler rather than buying the whole dvd set my experience with binge watching and as far as dvds go was a few shows like Futurama, but the first time I really got into it where I had to get every season on DVD because I didn't want to watch it was the show Breaking Bad from the network and uh, AMC. So as far as binge watching goes, I know amongst the group of us, I'm the worst person that does it. I watch a lot of shows all the time. What's your binge watching experience, Admiral? Do you binge watch a lot, little? What's first. the most? What was your first binge-watching exactly. experience? I want to know everybody's. So right. After hearing yours, I'm just like curious. Breaking Bad was the Breaking first time. Yeah, that was the first time I watched the show, and I, I just kept watching it like, right. episode after episode. Nothing before that? Nope. Okay. Adam? And I, it was when I first got Netflix, and I think it was actually Black Mirror. Okay. It's like a sci-fi show on there nice. or whatever. You seen? Yeah, yeah. They got new episodes out. Have you seen the new one? Uh, I've seen a couple. I didn't technically binge watch it yet, so yeah. <laughs> I did. I watched every episode of that. <laughs> You've season. seen them all already. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing about that one is when you see the format of most shows, it goes from season one to the most current season. As far as Black Mirror goes, it's backwards. If you start to play it, it plays the most recent season, and then goes to like four would go to three to two to one. So you're watching it. But it's not in any kind of order. But right. that's what I noticed each what's one weird about that format. A separate yeah. show, yeah. Will, did you my, do it CD <clears throat> format or no, DVD my, format? My first or? actually ever was whatever network would do the James Bond marathons. Okay. <clears throat> I would sit, dude, from when they started that and just watch them. Uh-huh. Like in the whatever, I don't know if, I can't remember if they went in chronological order or whatever. But I would just sit there at my grandma's house and binge watch the James Bond marathon. Okay. But since then, like, I'd say the last thing was the 11-22-63 on Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Yeah, it was an eight-episode series. Was that with okay. Franco? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was good. What's the latest you've binge watched? The latest show? Yeah. The last time you binge watched. We talked about the first. What was your last? The first season of uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things? Yeah. The very first one? You haven't watched the second season yet? I have. I just didn't binge watch it. Okay. But you decided to go back and that was the last binge watching you did? I binge watch on a daily basis because I don't have regular TV. <laughs> so the first thing I, like I said, was Black Mirror, but that's not even the most recent. I, I go back to older shows and watch them over again because I look for stuff in the background trying to talk about. But uh, the last thing I seriously binge watched that I, I wanted to see and found myself getting into it day after day, we talked about it, was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that show is just so random and so... You got to suspend your disbelief because it's not like other shows. Each episode doesn't necessarily flow into the next, and it's almost cartoonish. Things happen that you would think would have consequences and don't. But that was my last thing. I just started watching and couldn't stop watching, and I'm sure there'll be other ones like that. Adam, um, I think I'm victimized you as far as making you binge watch. Yeah, you, you've you've uh, definitely made me binge watch a couple like rick and morty right i would have never watched that show but you know he's like sit down and i really did i enjoyed it uh the bojack horseman you've come right. over and made me watch that and recently uh the last man standing here oh last man on earth last man on earth I'm right sorry. yeah and we've all seen that here right um only me and the admiral though have made it to the end of all the seasons so we don't want to talk too much about it but if i had to recommend anything out of every one we've talked about at this point would be the last man on earth and just real quick as we go through it i want to talk about that show because i don't i want to get people to watch it it's still on pay tv but once the shows come out you can get them on pay on i think it's hulu currently right so before we go through it me and will saw it on regular tv and we found ourselves binge watching binge watching it because we use dvr and we'd come back when we had time and watch the episodes. But I believe we watch that every week, just on recorded format. But as far as binge watching goes, if you're going to cable gonna, TV, yep. Nah. But if you're going to binge watch anything F-T-W. out of this, <laughs> it's okay. It's because I think this show is really good, and I want to get it some pub, and I, would, I don't want it to go away. What was your favorite? What's your takeaway from that show, Admiral? That you would recommend people should check out? <laughs> I don't know what to think about that show, man. Right, that's why I wanted like, to. It's a head shaker. Like, you sit there and just shake your head. It's right. it's his level of like narcissism, you <laughs> yeah. know. I mean, and like you, he's literally he's now you know not the last man, obviously, right. but like just Every how selfish yeah, he I'm is. Confused, like they even entertain him. <laughs> right, he's always up doing something, and they're just sitting there watching. <laughs> he would like, be why like, are you still listening to he, this dude? He'd right, well, be like the first post-apocalyptic, uh, whatever that word is, murder victim. Yeah, you know, like yeah. he was with me. I mean, like right. you know, right. Even though there's Man. not so many people left, but the concept is, is there's a virus that kills, gradually kills off 99.9 percent of the population. Is that it, or as far as we know? Right. Um, and he's the last guy left on Earth, and he go he does a bunch of stuff. If if you make it through the first episode, you'll be hooked. If you don't like what you see, you'll be done. It's one of those cut and dried series. I would recommend that to anybody because i think it appeals to a lot of different people and they use a lot of different groups in there um so my favorite characters there's a, they found a young kid in season three his name's jasper spoiler alert hey, hey. hey. i'm sorry buddy <laughs> but if you're, if you're gonna check it out they do it to me i've been wanting to talk about him for a while and i think he's gonna be a if, if the show survives it, it'll be because of the kid they found but um 
at what did you get most from it? We made it to the end of season one. What do you mean? Like like I said, you yeah. know, just how how narcissistic right. and, and selfish this guy is. But you beyond know, and, that, what be, would you recommend from it that you've seen? What would I recommend? Yeah, what would you if you're going to tell somebody go check it out because I seen this in season one? Uh, this is, just beyond the narcissistic and his character. I mean, do you think they do a good job of what? Well, those but, are the reasons that right. I would, you know, you because, anything I mean, else? it's funny, okay. you know, I mean, they make it so funny the way he just, you know, has all these little plots and schemes right. to, you know, screw over the last people that are on Earth, right. you know, like, for his own benefit. Right. And like you said, well, it's a head head shaker. And, right. Um, anything else you want to recommend from that show? Or? It's just, I think all the characters have, like, a special thing about each one. Right. They're like so. It seems like a lot of times it's like a lot of it rides on the surface. Like they're not going too deep, mm-hmm. but then they they dig into like some of the like deeper, more emotional sides of them, and you find like what the hell is like going on here? Because they show you some of their backstories and like right. They do dip little flashbacks. Yeah. Right. So. We're going to keep talking about this, and I'm going to ask some questions about binge-watching, even though I'm the, I'd am the i be the one to answer them because I binge-watch the most. But when you do binge, do you think it needs to be planned? Because that's what me and Adam do. We actually have to plan when we binge-watch because he has kids, so we do it when you know the kids aren't around and he's able to just sit there and dedicate all his time to it. But a lot of people will devote their weekends to catching up on shows. And you you sit down maybe to just watch one episode, and I'm guilty of this. Next thing you know, two three hours have passed. Has that happened to you? Yeah, Edward? I think that's the best time to do it is when you don't plan it. Mm-hmm. You just watch something, and then like four hours later, you're like, "Damn!" I'm still <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, in the survey I read, when you hit that two hour mark, some people start to feel guilty. Would that would that cause you to feel some guilt if you look up and two two hours have gone by? <laughs> Depends, I really? guess. Uh, so, just depends, I guess, on what my plans were. Mm-hmm. If, right. if you call off I, of work. And the survey I, I, I'm bringing up here says 75% of the people in this Netflix survey feel good about binge watching. So, I but, mean, if, if it's a good show and I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying it myself, yeah, why would I feel guilty about it, you know? Well, we spent that, over two hours at one night on that Black Mirror. Right. So, did yeah. you feel guilty? Well, I mean, we really weren't doing nothing. Just, nah, it was, was weird. It's, it's a different experience, but we were both watching the same show. I think he was maybe a half hour ahead of me. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he was, it was kind of trying not to spoil anything, but, and uh, I had to rewind a couple things because he pointed stuff out that I missed, so... But um, at that point, we were texting back and forth, and he stopped watching, and I just kept going, and I finished the scene. <laughs> so, like you guys said, you don't necessarily feel guilty after a couple hours, but this is what I found in the study by NBC News. It took place last year. It's what happens to your brain when you binge watch a TV series. In the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average American will spend 2.7 hours a day, 20 hours a week, just watching TV, whether it be binge watching regular TV. Now, in a Netflix survey, 61% of users will watch two to six episodes in one sitting, and I'm way past that. But I'm recovering from an injury, so I've got a lot of time, and I try to keep myself out of trouble. So I'll mess around, read stuff to research for the podcast, and just catch up on my reading on my phone, device, whatever. And I'll find myself watching TV just like anybody else most of the day. So, But most, most viewers will watch an entire season in one week. And according to a Nielsen survey... 
361,000 people watched all nine episodes of the Stranger Things series, Season 2, which just came out on the first day it was released. And it seems like a small number when you look at the population of the United States, but that's a lot of people to spend that much time watching nine episodes in one day the first day it came out. That speaks to that show, which is, um, did you say it's sci-fi? Yeah. And it's, it's set in the cool. 80s. Sci-fi, adventure. It, yeah. right. Took me two fantasy. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put right. fantasy in there too. And they say when you reach the end of your binge, a lot of people, 73%, they feel exhausted, but they're also depressed that there's no more episodes to watch. <laughs> uh, right. Does that... Does that happen to you guys? Sometimes. You know, going back to Always Sunny, like, you got to sit and binge watch it. When I started watching it, I had to watch it when it came out once a week, you know, Uh and for that season only. And you'd watch that episode, and you'd be like, oh, my God, that was good, you know, but it's over. So Mm -hmm. I don't even think you have to binge. If something is that good, you know, it does kind of upset you a little bit when it's over. I mean, I I wasn't slitting my wrist or anything, you know, but. Okay. So. This is uh, your brain on binge watching continued. A clinic. I'm going to bring up names, and they're all clinical psychologists, psychiatrists. So if I don't give them their PhD behind it, that's what I'm talking about. This is Renee Carr. She talks about when you're engaged in an activity, any activity that's enjoyable, your brain produces dopamine. So your body experiences a drug-like high, and they're saying some people get that out of binge watching. So that's why they feel depressed that there's no more episodes, but they felt good while it was going on. And because it's dopamine, your body can become addicted. And I wouldn't say because I binge watch so much, I am addicted because I I don't feel the need that I should be binge watching right now. That's exactly what an addict says. Right. But right now I don't, right now I don't feel like. I don't need it. I swear to God. But right now I'm not like, I got to get this over with because I got to go home and I got to binge watch what I had just been binge watching. I just have a lot of time because I'm healing from an injury. So rather than do something that would be bad for me, I just, watch some shows and take it easy but it's because of this dopamine and a handful dr de silva says a handful of different forms of character involvement contribute to the bond we form with characters which ultimately make us want to binge watch more one of them being identification we see a character that we see ourselves in now we were just talking about the last man on earth do you guys identify with tandy on that show in any way? <laughs> Some no. strange way. I don't know. He's, he's, like, I, 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 I'm sorry. I identify with his humor. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, would you find like yourself behaving? I feel bad for him. And I get like. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you get real yeah. hopeful, like, wow, like he just fixed this whole problem. And then it collapses, <laughs> right, like uh, instantly. Because of what he does, yeah. And it's wishful identification. Viewers wishes they lived in the character's world, but no no way would we want to live in his world, would you yeah. say? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think any of them really want to be Right. There. Now, is there any show where you're, it's been positive that you've binge-watched, you identify with the character, and you wish that you could be in there, and that's what draws you back to it? Not me. No, no shows no. that you can identify with the character and wish your life was like that? No. No. None at all. All, all I don't the shows think so. that, I, that I've binge watched were, like, <coughs> you know, was, there was always drama and, you know, sacrifice. I mean, those are like, I don't want to any part of that. I just want to watch it. All right. Escape reality for a little bit. Right. Right. But, but you wouldn't want to live that life? No yeah. kind of comedy shows where you think no, it would be I, cool? I wouldn't want to be in Game of Thrones. Like, sometimes <laughs> I wish I could be Hellboy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, not, I'm kind of stumped, but I mean, like the cartoon Futurama, I would love to be Bender. <laughs> Hell yeah. Know. Have you ever watched that show, Edna? Not really. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Right. Well, he's I, a Mexican robot. Too. I've never seen it either. Well, he doesn't speak Mexican, but he was made in Mexico. So, 
But For real? yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind living his life. He's a robot, and mm. he runs on alcohol, and he can do whatever <laughs> he wants, and he never really now gets hurt. Mexican uh, robot. Oh, jeez. Build the wall. <laughs> so they also identify with power and prestige so and success, and they makes it pleasurable to watch. Um, social interactions and stuff like that. One-way relationship where the viewer feels a close connection to an actor or character in the show. We're not finding that so much here. Uh, Will, no? What? Where you re- would want to be it, or you just feel like you're getting something from a character. And I want to go back to Breaking Bad. Because, I was going to say that, too. Right. I no. You can empathize, empathize, how do you say that word? Emphasize. Emphasize, emphasize or empathize? Empathize. Right, you feel bad for him because he's going through what he's going through. And you'd also, I always got something out of it, even though in some dark ways that he succeeded and he got his different situations resolved. And I, I that brought me back to that show just to see how he dealt with it. And I really, when he did win or he did lose, I did go up and down with, with Walter because I did, I did feel for him. And it did give me a perceived similarity because even though I didn't ever go through the same things he went through, in some way I did know how he felt because I did feel lost and I did feel good and I did get you know things out of my life that he did and um, so that's what we're talking about. Any shows you would binge watch that use these ideas when we just brought that up? But do you ever use it as a stress release? Like, man, this day's been bad. I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit down and not Fuck do anything. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> It's, it works. For example, this Dr. John Mayer. Is that the singer, too? Yeah. Okay, it's not the same guy. <laughs> he says it's like it, it can work like a steel door that blocks our brains from thinking about anything else. The constant stresses that force themselves into our thoughts. And it can be it can set up a great boundary where troubles are kept at bay. Now, Adam, you're still new to the game. Has that provided anything when we binge watch? Does it just help you to relax or... Uh, no, I mean, um, you know, any, anything you watch, you're, you're watching, I think, to escape your reality in some form. But, you know, getting overly attached to something, I think, is kind of weird. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I binge watch with you, it, it's the company and, uh-huh. and, you know, we're sitting, we're, I guess, doing something together. Although we're not really doing anything. Right. So we're watching a show. But right. it's it's definitely, I think, better to watch with somebody else, you uh-huh. know, because you can... Yeah. throw back you know your thoughts of what just happened and it's given... like it's it's akin to reading a book i think but like a video and a movie allows a greater opportunity to share that experience right like book clubs where people sit down they all read a book and they talk about it's it. just think, not yeah. the same as right. watching a movie with somebody right i don't know if we we'll ever have a binge show clubs where everybody gets together and binge <laughs> yeah, yeah they all sit down and talk about a show kind of like what we're doing yeah, they do and they videos online too now do you use it as escape admiral ever or do you just do it yeah. because you're bored yeah why not well, yeah. i don't know I, your I life like, you always seem like a happy guy to me bored yeah, you know i don't have to you know just because i'm happy don't mean i don't want to watch something all right relax, well i mean chill. this last it, point it, was it fills, fills in your downtime <laughs> right and like we just brought up it can I help you be happier right and it helps you feel part of a community and that's kind of adam's getting introduced to the binge watching community and Maybe it'll lead to him cutting the cord like we just talked about. Um, now, Dr. Mayer also talks about what I talked about earlier, the letdown when the binge is over. You can go to a state of depression. It's called situational depression is his definition of it because it's um, stimulated by an identical tangible event where the binge is over. Your stimulation is your stimulation of the brain is slowed down just like other forms of depression. 
and here where we we live in the University of Toledo, they did a study on binge watchers and people like me reported a higher level of stress, anxiety, and depression when it's over with. So we'd like to, or I would like to encourage you to binge watch responsibly. What do you guys feel about that? Even though you guys don't, do you, you already? You can't stifle the stimulation. <laughs> Or you'll have withdrawals, right, Admiral? I uh, I kind of get that. Like, there's there's a few shows where, like, especially Game of Thrones, uh-huh. it goes off, and I'm like, man, I want to, you know, the episode to last longer. Uh-huh. Can't wait for the next episode. But I don't get to the point where I get sad and like, you know, now I gotta go do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go down to the rope store. <laughs> right. I don't get to that point, but yeah, it's kind of, you know. You getting any of that, Adam, now that you're just starting to binge watch? No, no, not really. Uh, you were kind of mad the I've got very alcohol. weekend, the next weekend we had an opportunity to watch Last Man, and I couldn't make it. You're, you did send me kind of a terse text, like, you were upset terse. that I didn't, yeah, you were, yes. you were a little upset that I didn't come over and watch Last Man with you. I, 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 like I said, I don't think it was because of the show, I was just, you know, just going to hang out, okay. you know, whatever, so... Yeah, why'd you bail on him? Yeah. I was going yeah, out of town. The, I was going out of town the next day, and him and I usually will binge watch to about one a.m. <laughs> I had to get up early the next day, so it wasn't going to work out. Uh, this guy's a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, as far as the state of depression that can set in, do you ever feel that when you're done binge watching? Or I haven't experienced it. I don't think. Okay. Because usually, I guess my only state of depression when something ends is when it ends in my opinion shitty okay then i'm right. just like dude what the fuck like, like the sopranos <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't ever watched that yeah uh, ending was a little bit of a letdown yeah Made but you-, I, you know it's just i don't ever i'm just like damn like that's how it ended if it was sweet you know right so, right and oh Dr. i kind of like the closure sometimes yeah, I mean, what is yeah, their definition they, of de- depression i mean you know i i have had the thought like when something's ended and i really like to show like oh yeah that sucks yeah, just, but, situ- yeah just like know, i said situational depression just because it's an identifiable <coughs> tangible event it's over with and you wish there was more to it right and there's not so to avoid some of that Dr. Carr, who I mentioned before, says to binge watch responsibly, set parameters for the time you spend, set the number of episodes to watch, and when you get to that limit, let's say episode five, just watch the first half of the episode, that way you have closure from the previous episode, but you haven't gone so far as to wonder what's going on. Yeah, watch half an episode. Right. (laughs) Well, that's what they encourage. It sounds to me like if there's 12 episodes, say you're going to binge three episodes, you got to figure out four days and just binge watch the three episodes. Uh, I believe right. there's something in scripture where I believe it they says call that microdosing. Everything is good <laughs> yeah. in moderation, right? Sure. You know, like you do anything too much and it's going to be bad for you. Yeah. You know, it's well, going to have some kind of negative, you know, repercussion on well, you. What doctor <laughs> but the, what Dr. Carr is saying is usually the questions from the previous episode will be answered halfway through it, and you'll have enough psychological closure to feel comfortable just stopping there and turning it off. Another thing they recommend is balance your binge watching with other activities by creating an additional source of pleasure for you. So you're going to binge watch, and you're also going to have hairy s- palms. <laughs> maybe do something else that you like that brings you some sort of pleasure. That way you're getting it, other things from that. So. Um, let's see. Other reasons not to binge with, from Slate.com. Episodes have their own integrity, which is blurred by watching several in a row. For example, a TV series 
must sustain two narratives, the individual episode and the overall season arc. Cliffhangers and suspense need to be need time to breathe. So if you hit oh, something and then you got to you got to wait a I week. Can see that. Yeah. yeah. If you just if you're just sitting there and hitting the next episode, you might not get as much pleasure out of it cuz it evaporates because you're getting that yeah, instant right. gratification. Maybe you should wait a week or a day. It'll it'll bring more enjoyment to the they show. They call that edging. Edging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, I, I only know that it's something to do with hair care or uh, something about getting edges on. Not talking head. about hair care. <laughs> okay. uh, All right, uh, TV characters should be a regular part of our lives, not someone we hang out with 24-7 for a few days and never see again. You get that more from the old-fashioned way of watching it. You can kind of bring that in by watching the show and then taking a break, coming back. You'll feel more attached to the character you see every week for years instead of someone you hung out with for an intensive two-week seminar. So like Adam, you're closer to the characters than Always Sunny because you saw them spread out over weeks, right. and I'm extremely familiar with them because I drove myself for a couple, couple, two, three weeks and got through all the seasons. And yeah. I will say I can, didn't have season you, 12 available. Just a caveat. Can you imagine explaining to this, like to some amazon tribe you know like this first world problem that we're we're talking about right now like yeah, yeah that, you know what was... i watch this show i get freaking depressed <laughs> when it's over you know and um yeah that would make it extremely Dude, it's like i just ate corn soup for four <laughs> days straight <laughs> for right. every meal all right and similar to meals um taking a break maintains the timeline of the universe so you know, if all you ate was breakfast, you might always think it's morning time all the time. But a, ser- a TV series tends to place a few days between episodes, and if you're always watching it, you kind of lose the, the timeline of it. Maybe see four Christmases in one day because you watched a bunch of seasons. Uh, a few months in between the seasons, so normal TV breaks, you come back, and different things have happened, whereas if you're watching it season after season, it just doesn't have time to breathe. And if you need to catch up with the show, they recommend 24 hours between episodes, two weeks between seasons, which to me would just be way too much, but I'm the worst binge watcher of the group. And to break that habit, they're recommending watching multiple shows, but a single episode of each, and that might help you out as far as not having such a binge watching problem. So we've already brought this up as far as which shows did you first binge watch and how, but I'd like to encourage people listening to us to kind of ask that question. And that's all I really have on binge watching. Is there anything you guys would recommend that you guys use to either encourage it, discourage it, anything along those lines? It's hard for me to add much because, like, I've explained to you that, like, I've abandoned so many things that I began binge watching but like, when I start binge watching, I gotta do it all at once. Because mm-hmm. if I stop halfway through, there's a good chance I never come back. Right. And we talked about that last night with Always Sunny, where I've seen them all, and you're familiar with what we were talking about. And but you've also there was some seasons you haven't yeah. seen. Yeah. Admiral, do you do the same thing? Not for a while, man. I've I've uh, haven't really had a chance to actually because Game of Thrones is a weekly show, so mm-hmm. I, I have to wait a week in between. And then, but when the you first started, are like two years. Right. But when you first started on it, did oh, you binge I, watch it? All? Yeah, like when it first started, I did. I right. I can't really remember. You don't remember where you came in on it? Well, I mean, I don't know what I was doing. Now let's see. What's another show we've seen in common between besides the last man? Uh, Rick and Morty. Did Rick you watch that? 
I never, you, I never, never been to watch. You just watched it as it came out, or whenever you could. Yeah. And does this scare you, Adam? Now that you're starting to binge watch with me, that you might find yourself cutting the cord and. No, because all I got to do is limit my exposure to you, and I'm fine. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah. So as far as binge watching goes, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you guys think? I'm what should we up. leave? I'm thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. I, um, uh, right. I, I I don't mind. I like it. It's okay. Okay. So, but I do like considering the idea of the story arc and right. on that a cliffhanger. A good... It's kind of like maybe you could because right. you know it lets your brain think about it right. and sink in. And when you come back, it does feel like some time has passed. Because right. sometimes so that, when they come in after those cliffhangers, they come back, mm-hmm. and you don't have any idea what's going on because it's like a year later right. after the cliffhanger. And then they go back and show you kind of what happened. Exactly. If it's a good show, they would. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So right. it's one of those things to consider, I guess, is what I would add is like, right. I, I reinforce that. And the best way to binge watch, though, is to be a cord cutter because it can get expensive to binge watch and do it via DVDs. And yeah. Right. So that's all I got on it. Unless anybody's got anything else they want to add, throw out there. Any anything you guys want to bring up? Yeah, I'm gonna probably binge watch the Golden Girls when I get home. <laughs> uh, I wasn't for real. Too. Like, is there a show? Any of you guys have a show that that people might not know about? That's a good good show to uh, for me to watch. Oh. I brought up Last Man, but it, and I joked around with you about Golden That's Girls. Maybe an under-the-radar uh, show. You, you, Have you, you know, on, on YouTube lately, I've been watching uh, Norm MacDonald has, like, a video podcast. And I, like, I've never really watched him, but it's got a different style of humor and everything. You know, it's not a TV show, per se, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, yeah. If any of you guys are comfortable with your gender, there's one called Broad City. It's about two females that are pretty wild and funny What's and entertaining. Right. What's that on? Uh, Hulu. Hulu? Right. Uh, something I would just watch on Netflix was called Glow. It's about la- the lady wrestlers that gorgeous, had a late, Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Back in the 80s. and yeah. It only has one season, but if you want to check something out that, that you might find yourself wanting to see right to the end, that, that's a good one. It was almost like one long movie to me. It was pretty good. Was it well, like a documentary type? No, but no, it's not like that. No, oh. it's it's definitely like a, like I said, it almost seems like a really long movie. Mm. It it really flowed good together, and I I before I knew it, I'd watch the whole I'd watch the whole season that day, and I just wanted to check out the first couple episodes. So I really, if you want to find something that you can sit down and watch all of, and and maybe not, because I I'm almost certain that there won't be another season but maybe there will be isn't that the thing we just we have so much stuff now i mean you know right so just imagine 30 years ago you know we we had to watch what was on when it was on and that was it you know you didn't like highway to heaven you were you know stuck man (laughs) the internet is the the entertainment frontier yeah so keep that neutral endless supply yes keep it neutral or you might have to pay more but for now we're okay that's all I got. Yeah, all right. That's it for me. All right. Yeah. Happy New Year. Easy.